Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. Well, a very good morning on a Wednesday morning today. Thank you so much to everyone for joining us on Healthy You, Wealthy You. Today we've had some technical difficulties. Adel's trying to connect and we are hoping that she will, seeing that today she loves this favorite topic of hers, intermittent fasting, where we will be joining Professor Celine Bernstein, who is a functional medical, a medical nutritionist and she is in clinical practice. Good morning, Celine. Good morning. I was wondering what was happening, but this is what we've got to expect from technology. Absolutely. Absolutely. Luckily, we don't have this too often, and we really are trying to connect to Adol. Good. So let's start off with the intermittent fasting. Okay. So I want to say at the outset, intermittent fasting is not for everyone, and it depends on quite a few issues which you will gain from the discussion. Now, what is intimate fasting? It's all about timing. By consciously dividing the day between times to eat and times to fast. And you can not only lose weight, but also gain many additional health benefits, uh, including metabolic health markers. So, although fasting has recently gained mainstream attention, it isn't new. And it's been a practice throughout human evolution. Ancient hunter-gatherers didn't have supermarkets, refrigerators, or food available year-round. Sometimes they couldn't find anything to eat. And as a result, humans evolved to be able to function without food for extended periods of time. And fasting is also often done for religious or spiritual uh, reasons as found in Judaism, Islam, Christianity and Buddhism. Today, it has become very popular in the health and fitness community. When did it start? As I said, this whole fad. uh, This fad. Yes. Uh, are you talking about South Africa or the world? I think world? all over the world. You know, like, like about two years ago, I was standing around and someone said to me, have you heard about intermittent fasting? You should look into it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's another fad. What, like, what's next? But it really did take off really well, and it seems to be very, very popular all over the world. And it's been practiced, been practiced all the time. Uh, I think Dr. Jason Fung was involved. Um, he's uh, very high up on intermittent fasting, but there are certain rules that you should abide by. And I'm very concerned about women. This is very, very important. Men, it's okay. There are not many restrictions, but regarding women, we have to be careful. Um, so which women do you have to be careful? Well, I would like to start with young girls. Although childhood obesity has become a problem, it's really not realistic to subject young girls or boys to periods of fasting. And a child's body uses calories for growth and development. So a child will benefit physically and mentally from eating three full meals a day 
plus two snacks in between. And so then from we around can, the ages of 20, in the 20s, someone should start from then if they're having concerns. I wouldn't, uh, I would start with teenagers, but again, as girls move through puberty and into adolescence, the primary concern is that calorie intake does not drop to a point where their menstrual cycle could be disrupted. Right. So that they must be careful of. Now, what about women in their 20, 30, 40s? These are women in their reproductive stage. They can safely practice fasting, but rather look at short term, not doing the full long term. Otherwise, their menstrual cycle will be disrupted. And now we take a break and we'll, we'll come back to all of that. Thank you so much, Celine. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Welcome back to the Healthy You, Wealthy You show, where today we are speaking to Professor Celine Burstein on intermittent fasting. Celine, would you like to carry on about who should be yes. doing it and who shouldn't be doing it? Very important. Pregnant women and breastfeeding moms, fasting is definitely not recommended. Now, fasting should also be avoided by those with a history of eating disorders, anorexia, bulimia, and those who are currently underweight or in a frail or weakened state. And if one has a medical condition, such as being diabetic, having problems with sugar, blood sugar regulation, and on any medication, I suggest they consult their doctor before trying intermittent fasting. What about high blood pressure, Celine? You've got to be careful. You've got to take your blood pressure regularly um, to see that it doesn't drop too low. Uh, You've got to be careful of uh, adding electrolytes to uh, your water, etc. But I am very careful when I get people coming to me and saying, I want to do intermittent fasting. I say, hang on, let's look at your eating pattern. You can't just jump into this. The most important thing is let's look at the eating pattern and let's tweak it a bit so we can make the improvements. And blood pressure can also drop even if you're on medication and then I would call the doctor and say, this is what I've done regarding an eating pattern. Can she come and see you to adjust the medication? Speaking about medication, does medication actually break a fast? Uh, it depends what you're taking. Uh, a very good question, Fagy. Uh, like even supplements can break a fast. But you can't stop your medication. Definitely not. So who would it benefit? Which types of people would you say should be doing intermittent fasting? I, it's a very tall question. First of all, I'd say pre and post menopausal have no problems. That definitely provides the extra perks. And I think you've got to look at your condition, your health. What is going on with you? And talk, for example, to me and I will guide you in what to do. So I can't really answer that question succinctly as you'd like me. No problem. So can we, pre- can we briefly discuss the different protocols regarding fasting? Okay. 
that's interesting. There are numerous ways. There's time-restricted eating, and this method is very popular and involves splitting your day between a period of eating and fasting. And I think what I'm going to discuss now, anybody can do it except those people that have got those comorbidities. In other words, you fast for 12 hours and you eat within 12 hours. Or you can fast for 14 hours and eat within 10 hours. Then we get a and bit high. And which times of the day do you suggest to do that? To do the fasting at night or to do the, do the fasting during the day? I would suggest the 12 hours definitely at night. Take, for example, you've got to go for a blood test. You're not allowed to eat after a certain time or drink anything until you have had your blood test the next morning. And I would always go for the blood test early say from 7 when the laboratories open and then I would do the blood test and then I would carry on with my food that's your 12 hour fasting basically from 7 at night to 7 the next morning that's the safest way and everybody seems to do it when they go for a blood test and the 14 hours etc 16 hours 20 hours, 23 hours, uh, that's one meal a day that we can progress to. So there's also the concept of fasting one day and feasting another. And uh, the prolonged or extended fast involving fasting for longer than one day. While there are potential benefits with longer fast weight, uh, weight loss, Reduced insulin levels, there are also risks. And they are complications with people with diabetes, heart patients, and those taking medications. You have to discuss this. You can't jump into it. There's the 5-2 diet, like alternate day fasting. But this is another way to do intermittent fasting. It involves eating as you normally would for five days and then limit your calories to 500 for women or 600 for men for the remaining two days of the week. You can choose which days to fast as long as you do not do them back to back. For instance, Fasting on a Friday and Sunday would fit this protocol. But you can't eat junk. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. Yeah. No, you can't. I think a lot of people that know that they do the intermittent fasting and think that they can eat whatever they like straight away and they would have the same benefits. Can you explain a little bit more about that? No, they cannot have because every time you eat, especially the wrong foods, you spike your insulin. Hello, Adel. Welcome, welcome. welcome. Thank you. I'm back in the You're land of the virtual. Speaking about your favourite topic today, Adel. Yes, my favourite topic. I'm listening very intently, so I'm really <laughs> excited that the uh, prof is talking about what breaks your fast. I think I told prof that I, I I have lemon and water in the morning, and you said I broke my fast. Okay, that is very true. A true fast is not to put anything in your water 
your coffee or your tea. That so you can have a cup out. of coffee without milk. Yes, but let me explain. What I normally do, I would uh, drink uh, water in the morning. I would have my probiotic. That is a definite on a supplement, and then I would wait, and then I would have um, my green tea, and I would put in a little bit more than a pinch of salt. That helps with the electrolytes, with all your minerals. And as I drink the um, green tea, I put it in a flask, and it lowers in the flask. I add more boiling water, and then I don't. Then I have special mushroom coffee, which is not really coffee. It's about an eighth of a teaspoon of the packet, and I do fill it up until I break my fast. Now you asked about milk. Now for those people who really battle. I would put about one to two teaspoons of high-fat milk or even cream in your coffee because that will support you in having less hunger. But as a purist, you shouldn't do it. But it what's, wrong with, really what, what's wrong with lemon? Well, a lemon is calories in a way. It's a food. It's... As well. Wouldn't cream then be a, a calorie as well? It's the same. They, but they all three are the same. You want to do it properly? Listen to what I have to say. But I would say rather add the milk or the cream than the lemon. Have you learnt anything? That's so interesting. Can I ask you what about what's the story about um, also putting in MCT oil? Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you for bringing it up. I was going to come to that. Uh, MCT oil, you can get a discam. It is kosher. That will not break your fast. It is similar to the milk and cream as a fat. Medium chain triglycerides, sort of made from coconut. Uh, but be careful. Don't, don't put a whole tablespoon in, in the beginning. Start off with one teaspoon. See how you go and judge what happens to your gut. If you find you're okay, then increase it maybe to one and a half, etc., maybe to a tablespoon. But this can also cause the tummy to run. A lot of people take it they constipated and they don't mind the runs. Mm. Can you explain uh, briefly about autophagy? Okay. What is autophagy? Autophagy, if you don't break your fast with the cream and the coffee and you have it, as I told you, you will create the autophagy, which is getting rid of the old cells and creating new ones. And let me tell you, by doing the fast correctly, you are creating the autophagy and this will help you, God forbid, if you've got the COVID. So then you will eat correctly when you break your fast. So those of you who are doing it properly, creating the autophagy, you are building a better immune system. 
Has, what I understand the, is, sorry, autophagy only works if you fast more than 16 hours. Is that correct? No, it can work. Um, well, I do 16 hours. 12 hours to 12 hours from the night before to the morning, I don't think you're going to bring about autophagy. For women, please try and not fast longer than 14 hours. And you are creating the autophagy as provided. You don't have the cream, the malt, the lemon, bone broth, anything like that in your drinks. So when you do break your fast, what do you start eating after that? Okay, you've got to go very carefully. Remember your digestive system has had a very, very good rest. So I wouldn't go with heavy food. What you can have uh, to break the fast would be maybe a hard-boiled egg, a little bit of greens as in baby leaf salad, butter, lettuce, etc. You could put in a few olives. It's the high fat that is needed, that is easily digested. But if you haven't got a gallbladder, you've got to be careful. I would definitely take a digestive enzyme before, just before you break your fast. In other words, if you're going to eat at 11, at 11 take your digestive enzymes and your other supplements and then have the egg, the lettuce, and I even add a tablespoon of uh, apple cider vinegar. It must be the mother tincture, and I add a tablespoon of oil. And is it good? Is, is it is it okay or not okay to drink apple cider vinegar in water in the morning? Is that correct? Okay, off? that's a nice question. You can, but dilute it, and it must be the mother tincture. Mm. That helps with digestion as well. I often give it to people that are suffering with uh, heartburn, etc. I give a teaspoon in water before a meal. Fasting is basically really good for your gut. It's like a gut healing protocol. What I didn't hear you. Sorry, Faith. The, The intermittent fasting is really good for your gut. It basically is like a gut healing protocol. Absolutely, it gives the digestive system a chance to rest. People know about the gut-brain connection and how it obviously then has an effect on our brain as well. Absolutely, the gut-brain are connected. I mean, most of your immune system in the brain are in your gut. So, how can I put it? Uh, when diseases manifest, most of the Functional medical doctors say treat the gut. And because I know a lot of people say when they're on intermittent fasting, how they 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 they're just so much clearer. They don't have that brain fog. They're able to think clearly. Absolutely. I, I mean, I fasted and I'm not hungry at all. I've had a few sips of my green tea, but I don't feel hungry. I feel energetic, and I feel that my brain is working optimally. Right. The, uh, we've actually just got in uh, an SMS that's from from a uh, from a listener. She says, "I've been intermittent fasting for a few months. I don't eat before one. I've lost weight. I don't feel fatigued anymore. Cholesterol reduced, and do sometimes 
two gym classes in the morning. I'm 57. Well, well done, Marion. Oh, I'm Way proud of you, Marion. I think that's amazing. Continue. Uh, and uh, the fact that your cholesterol's dropped. Now, cholesterol can go up once you do, um, what do I want to say? It goes up when you do the kind of keto diet, which is another thing we can discuss at another time. But people mustn't eat the wrong fats. That's very important. And don't overdo the fats. So as that's with keto. But Marion, I'm proud of you. But give your body a rest from the exercise. Don't overdo it. And of course, doing intermittent fasting correctly and doing exercise, you will also create lean muscle mass. So just in terms, just going back again, I'm just trying to understand. So MCT oil is, is a medium fat and you're saying it's fine to have it in the morning. And that doesn't break, that doesn't break your fast. No, correct? no. But Am what I, I do, I will put maybe a teaspoon of MCT oil when I break my fast. I don't put it in. Uh, when I break my fast uh, in the morning with whatever I'm happy, having. Okay. Is that clear? Yeah. All right. So, so what I'm saying is you don't, you don't put MCT in your, in, um, in your coffee in the morning or your tea in no, the morning. No. That's me. I'm the purist. I'm radical, but right. you can do it. Uh, it's, it's not going to break your fast. And another good thing to break your fast on is bone broth. And there is a kosher product on the market. Or you can use, uh, actually, I was like looking for, you're talking because it's collagen, is that correct? Yes, you can do collagen as well. So, so just for, the, for, for all our listeners, for the benefit of all our listeners, most of the bone broth, just from a kosher perspective, are not kosher. But there is a product now um, that if you want, you can uh, uh, message me privately or send an email to info at com. And um, there is a plant-based collagen now, which I know that yes. I have supplemented in, that, is, that, 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 that we can use. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We are speaking to Professor Celine Bernstein on intimate fasting. It, it seems that, you know, it has been accepted quite, quite uh, extensively across the world that this is the way to go, that you do not have to eat all the time, every single day. If you have a question, you can SMS on 34519 or our telegram number on 061-895-1019. We're here to answer your questions. Uh, Are there any common intermittent fasting mistakes that one should avoid? Definitely. Now, let's start with mistake number one. People trying to do too much too soon. So if you jump right into a 16-hour fast or longer, you may find yourself battling hunger and anxiety. And if you're new to fasting, you'll be happy with your experience if you start with a shorter fast, even as I said earlier, 12 to 12. That's a great entry level. And the mistake number two is carrying on eating high-carb diet, refined carbs like bread, energy bars, pasta, sweetened drinks, fruit juices or soda. These foods 
cause your blood sugar levels to rise and then fall, which makes it really hard to go for long periods without food. And when your blood sugar dips, your body does not have readily accessible energy available. And because your metabolism is running on carbs, you crave carbs. So you'll find Mm. that your comfort level with fasting dramatically increases when you switch to um, a better way of uh, eating to create a good fat burner. It's almost easier to not have the carbs. I mean, you you literally are having one meal a day mostly, or let's say one and a half meals a day. There's so much to offer out there to eat for that one meal. Yeah, definitely. I mean, low carbs are basically there's – be careful of potatoes, be careful of uh, millies, um, even sweet potatoes, uh, carrots and beetroot. You can go for all the other vegetables, make the most delicious soup. And don't forget, when you're having fruit, and don't have a lot of fruit, because that's very high in sugar, stick to your berries, etc., and have that with a protein. You never eat fruit alone. Never. And don't forget to add your protein to your meals. Would you be careful about your having too much fat, though? Yeah, but what fat? I mean, people will go and eat the fat of a chop and all things like that. Um, be Your avos are the best fat. Nuts uh, and seeds. Nuts and seeds, but... If you're wanting to lose weight, don't overdo the nuts and don't overdo the nut butters. But you are allowed them. And uh, your olives are delicious. Add your olives to your meal. And talking about the gut, uh, Fagian Adel, what about a raw sauerkraut or kimchi? That is excellent. That is a fermented product. Yeah. Are you an advocate of one meal a day, of the OMAD way? No, no. I don't think we women should do it. Um, I do basically the 16-hour fast. The only time we do one meal a day is over Yom Kippur. But (laughs) before your fast, the night before of Yom Kippur, you have a high fat meal and that will give you the energy and lack of hunger right through to the end of the fast. The it really is day. amazing how the fat keeps you going because like you say, before a fast I'm always eating something that has like a good fit like a fatty fish with some vegetables and a soup and I'm good to go. Absolutely. I put olive oil over my salad. I'll have avocado pear in the salad. I'll add the olives I love it. And then I add maybe uh, the fatty fish or um, an egg. Okay, so another mistake is expecting too much from intermittent fasting. While it's possible to see weight loss results right away when you start intermittent fasting, fasting results can stall. And I emphasize if you eat a poor diet, or have a slow metabolism due to years 
of poor, poor food choices. So it's best to look at intermittent fasting as a tool, not only to enhance your weight loss strategy, but also to improve your health issues. And here I would like to mention another mistake called calorie creep. And for the purists out there, fast means no calories are consumed during that time. But for people that like to have coffee with cream or other fats in the morning while they're fasting, this could cause the calorie creep, adding calories to your fasting time. And another one is never eat too late in the evening. Always stop. Three hours before bed. In other words, finish your meal at seven or eight and go to bed at eleven. Do not go to bed on a heavy tummy. Um, but you can you can drink, right? So after your meal, you can have a, yes, another cup yes. of, of little tea or something. It's just not eating. Definitely not eating food because that will just destroy the benefits. Adol, did your sleep change once you started the intermittent fasting? Yeah, my sleep, I've got to say one of the huge benefits, one was, it, it wasn't so much weight loss, but just that my body regulated itself and I lost inches. Like I didn't yes. lose a huge amount, but that's what happened. And my sleep became brilliant. I was like on 60, 70% sleep and now tracking my sleep. I'm in my 80s. I, I managed to get into bed and I, I fall asleep easily. And so now, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm not into the like the 90%, 90% hour. But it definitely has affected my sleep much better. And you wake up in the morning and you feel invigorated. You know, like once you get into, would you say that that has to do with the insulin, that your insulin is not sparking while you're sleeping? Absolutely. And let me tell you that you should get seven hours sleep. And poor lifestyle and uh, not enough sleep is affecting your metabolism as well. And you know that um, if you're re- leading a poor lifestyle, uh, it leads to poor sleep as well as high stress. And these factors make it difficult for your body to burn fat. And poor sleep increases the production of cortisol, which is commonly referred to as your stress hormone. And chronic stress, along with poor sleep, results in chronically high levels of cortisol. And Maybe when we come back from the ad break, we can actually discuss the effects that the intermittent fasting has on our hormones. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We're speaking all things intermittent fasting. We have a couple of minutes left. Prof, how does intermittent fasting affect our hormones? Well, I mentioned cortisol, which is your stress hormone, and along with poor sleep, resulting chronically high levels of cortisol. Now, as cortisol increases, so does your blood glucose levels, which acts as a barrier for fat loss. So you can do all the right things when it comes to intermittent fasting. But if your stress level is high and your sleep is poor, your body will not be able to burn fat. And talking about hormones, you heard earlier on, for those people who should not fast, because it can affect their hormones, especially the right. teenagers and uh, people that wanting to fall pregnant, etc. Ava, I know your one message that you love to give to people is stay away from sugar. Sugar, 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 because 
Obviously, yeah. it has an effect on absolutely everything, including our hormones. And it's not only sugar in your tea. Do you know that bread has more sugar in it than the sugar you put in your tea? Mm-hmm. That's right. So yeah. this is like really, I guess, a, a message that we can leave because uh, time is running out. Is that there are tools that we can, we have, at, uh, you know, uh, in our hands to promote our health and to get us on the right path. Intermittent fasting is certainly one of them. Prophet, people want to get hold of you and, uh, you know, maybe be guided a little bit more in this. How, how, how can they? Okay, so they can either WhatsApp me on zero eight two double three double eight one eight five. Or they can email me, C-E-L-E-N-E Bernstein, one word, E-I-N, at Zest, Z-E-S-T, number four, life, or one word, dot com. But let me tell you, it's very difficult to give an answer without knowing the background of the individual. I cannot give a straight answer. Can I fast? I'm 40 years old. I haven't got any problems. Fine. Go ahead and fast, but do not eat the wrong foods during your eating window. That's all I can say. Fantastic. Thank you for giving us of your valuable time. Um, I'm sorry I came in so late, but you've got to love, you've got to love technology sometimes. Um, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I it all worked thing. out well. Thanks to our chef. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, and please, God, we'll have you back, uh, you know, in the, uh, on another show. I'd love to discuss also the keto diet because that's my, my other favorite. That's certainly one of my favorite topics. Thank you, Peggy, always for uh, Thank you for arranging. Joining and, and thanks for filling in, Peggy. <laughs> thanks again for your time, Professor. Okay. Everybody, well. stay safe. Stay, stay safe. safe and eat wisely. Thank you. <laughs>